the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm like a freaking fracking weather girl. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know... I got to. Amazon Prime is coming to Apple TV 4K. Why do you care? Well, okay, I just lost all the excitement. You should know better because they're bringing 4K shows that Amazon has been videoing and making for a couple of years now. And Netflix does the same exact thing with their Stranger Things and other TV shows. So they're bringing high-quality images to your high-quality television, which at this point in time, Comcast just can't do. So I'm excited by that. What else am I excited by? The point of sale is changing ever, ever again and again and again and again. And what does that mean? The point of sale. Facebook is going to take food delivery orders directly on its website. And this isn't like, you know, Ma and Pa Grill. This is Facebook. They're doing it right. They know they have your attention. And while you're sitting there looking at that videos of cats who can do ninja moves, they've got services like DoorDash that are going to bring foods to you from Chipotle Mexican Grill. Five guys. Facebook's been working on a new product this year with carryout tests in restaurant locations, including Papa John's. The point of sale is changing. And that's why you have to own companies like Facebook. When breaking news hits, people go to Instagram, people go to Twitter. That's why the point of information is changing. That's why companies like Comcast and CBS are in trouble. I don't have a call screen up if, if this is a person that's of importance. Uh, tell Craig to wait. Because I'm on fire. I've been shot out of a cannon. Cannon fodder, that is, of course. I just want to wait ever so. Thank you. Thank you. So the point of sale used to be things like, you know, now when it comes time to buying stuff, you go to Amazon. Uh, There's big fires in Napa. Big fires in Napa equal uh, uh, pollutants in the air, right? So I pull out the old air filter, which I haven't pulled out in a while. And I go to Amazon, I get my air filters. The point of sale is no longer necessarily getting in the car, get in the truck, go to Home Depot. I went and got in the truck, I went to Home Depot, and guess what I found? All the air filters were sold out! So had I done my first instinct of get on Amazon, I would have had the, the filter. And that pisses me off because the point of sale is now changing. It's Facebook. It's Netflix. Um, it's Alexa. Alexa, Amazon wants, they'll give you 20 bucks off if you go, hey, Alexa, buy me an air filter. Anyone who's listening at home right now, Alexa's like <laughs> buying air filters, right? I know, I know. But it's changing, and that's why you have to look at Amazon, and that's why you have to look at Netflix. Uh, the way we consume and the way we shop is changing. I used to hate, I used to dread. Do you remember that, that thing of guys going to the mall? Their wife going, hey, honey, let's go to the mall on Saturday. And guys would be like, no, there's college football on. 
but I love you. Special time. And like, oh, oh, okay. And then the guy gets there and like literally wants to drink. He wants to drink while he's shopping. He's so unhappy. So now to get a Macy's shirt, you just go to Amazon and get a Macy's shirt. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Tesla's recalling uh, their Model X, 11,000 Model X SUVs. And the company is leading the industry in recalls as the way they do it and the way they do it fast. Tesla's been dogged by seat problems with its SUV ever since the vehicle launched in 2015. The company's struggling to ramp up production on its Model 3 sedan, but failing to be, uh, meet its own expectations. The seat issue with the X suggests that the 3 could be enforced similar quality control issues. This is a big issue, and yet Tesla's handling it the complete correct way. Good for them. Brand shoppers, like millennials, will reward them long time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, who's on the go phone? Craig. Craig, how are you? Great. Rob, I appreciate what you do. Love your show. Jesus, man. Um, just don't don't kill the momentum. <laughs> right. I got a couple questions for you. First, I'm interested in what percent of a person's investments you think should be in a retirement account versus traditional savings or traditional brokerage. Okay. And then the second question is, can you tell me your thoughts on a company called MyMedics, ticker symbol MDXG? I'm interested in how you look at a company like this, how you break it down so quickly. Okay, you're going to have to wait to the break on that one because I want to take okay. a look at it. It's MyMedics, and the ticker symbol is what? MDXG. Okay. Um, as far as what percentage should be in your retirement account, I, I put it at a different level. I start to prioritize. Uh, first and foremost, do you have an emergency fund? I do. Okay. You feel comfortable with right it? Right now, currently, my wife and I both max out. She, Her company doesn't have Roth. My company does, and we both max those out. But I feel like we're to the point where we're getting heavy in Good. retirement. How old are you? Maybe I should start. I'm 42. Okay. And how much do you have? Uh, about 700. And ha- is that with her, too? That's with her, too. Yeah. Okay. That's a great number. And. Anything coming in retirement? Any inheritance plans? No, neither of us. Are you going to be big spenders or small spenders in retirement, or maybe a combination? Uh, I'm pretty thrifty. I'm very much like you. My wife is more of a spender. Okay. Uh, but our house will be paid for. We, I've got it on a 15-year fixed. We're over halfway through that. Uh, we do have two children. I'm working on 529s. Good. They're not fully funded yet. but Yeah, and they're young children, obviously. Yeah, four, or sorry, six and eight. Okay, congratulations on that. Those are great ages. The six is still kind of a toddler. The eight is starting to become more of a man, and that's a good combination. Um, yeah. As far as what you have, is your emergency fund okay? It is. Um, it, we're not quite at six months. We're at more okay. of a four-month that's marker. Uh, this year I did an addition. I have uh, three rental properties, nice. and that sucked some of our funds, but that should come back quickly through the um, the rentals, just having them replenish some of that. And the rentals, they're not too much of a headache for you? They're going pretty smoothly? You're generally got people? No, I've had them for almost 15 years now. And they're, they're going to your th- thumbs up. Is there equity in them? A lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, for Michigan. No, I, <laughs> I, I totally yeah. understand that. I've got a place in... Um, uh, North Carolina that I kind of wish I would have bought 10 of them <laughs> in hindsight compared yeah. to San Francisco and the Bay Area where I could buy one of them. 
Um, I think you're doing great. It sounds like uh, you've got a good head on your shoulders. Uh, I, I wouldn't throttle back on the 401k yet. I, you know, maybe focus okay. a little bit more on the Roth because you can take that money okay. out whenever you want to because uh, you've already paid taxes on it. So that, that'll give you a little more flexibility that you may be looking at versus tying it up. I like having extra money in the retirement because keep in mind, you're on track to generate 1.4, 2. 2.8, um, about $3.5 million before you retire. And that's about 80000 to 120000 per year. Maybe a little okay. bit more in income. So off the retirement accounts. And that's probably enough, especially in Michigan, especially with a guy who's on a budget, and especially with some Social Security coming in and adding a little extra. But okay. there's there's no harm paying yourself a little bit more in retirement and, like, you know, being the greatest grandfather on the earth or the, the best father after the years of struggling and keeping things down. I, You know, if you want to drop me an email, Craig, I'll take a better look and not give you a flip answer in two and a half minutes on radio. You can email me, Rob at Rob Black Show, Rob at Rob Black Show. I'll ask a couple more questions, and I'll, I'll flush it out a little bit more for you. Um, but I think you're doing great. And, you know, the tax benefits of the 401k are still there, even if you max it out. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Hi, I'm Rob Black. Big event tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for the event still at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use the code radio25, 630-830. Talk some investment ideas. We'll do a lot of estate planning, income and retirement, wealth preservation. You want it to last till the day you die, right? Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. This is my stop, top story of the day. Um, I was searching and searching and searching for, like, what angles can I help you with? Um, and U.S. weekly jobless claims fall to the lowest level since 1969. Economy's fine. A lot of people think there's 50-50 chance of recession because we see some slowing economic activity, but we also see people still employed. I'm going to say that's it's as simple as that. It's not. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross was being interviewed this morning from Davos, Switzerland. And he came across as kind of, I'm going to use the word embarrassing. He said the U.S. is still miles and miles from a China trade deal. Um, and again, earlier this week, we were getting closer. Trust me, trade deals are complicated things. You know, you're counting soybeans, you're counting, you know, uh, refrigerators, you're counting things like that and saying, okay, well, we'll do this if you do that. We'll do that if you do this. Then you get into the really complicated stuff like, can American businesses come and set up shop in your country or is that going to be a no-no? Does it have to be joint ventures? And then it gets even more complicated with intellectual property theft. So every 20 to 30 years... Every 10 years, 15 years, I think you should renew your vows in a marriage. Every 20 to 30 years, you should relook at your your deals, your, China, your trade deals. And I, I get it. But then Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, like I said, he kind of embarrassed our country, in my opinion. Talking about the federal government workers and uh, from the Coast Guard to the National Weather Service. Uh, the government shutdowns really, it's hitting people. Another payday without pay on Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Um, you're starting to see stories of people potentially going to homeless shelters to buy food or to get food. Um, 
And I know you're saying, well, I don't feel bad for them. At least they have a job, but they're furloughed and they're living paycheck to paycheck. They might have had one too many kids and they might have had a house issue, say a lot of snow, a car accident that needs a deposit. And Wilbur Ross says, uh, I don't, and he, he talks very, he's got old man speak. I don't quite understand. They could borrow from a bank or a union. It affects federally guaranteed. So he's basically saying, okay, you've lost your job. Now go to a bank and take on debt. It's federally guaranteed, and it's going to be very short-term, but it is what it is. Um, he said economic ramifications of the shutdown, the fact that 800,000 workers are not getting paid is barely a blip on the U.S. economy's radar. To me, it doesn't sound genuine, and it, it sounds literally like 800,000 paychecks that aren't getting delivered. Um, hypothetically, if the workers never get their back pay, you're talking about a third of a percent on our GDP. So it's not a gigantic number overall. And that just, to me, it, it belittles the human suffering. And I've made all sorts of mistakes as far as uh, opening my mouth too fast after a tragedy. And I, I should always be very, very cautious about that. But uh, Wilbur Ross, not, that's not helping anyone at this point in time. And the Republicans and Democrats seem to be still pretty... There's more conversations. Like, hey, the Democrats say, we'll give you $5 billion, but it doesn't go into a wall. It goes into improving our port and border security. No new structures. And that's no doubt. And uh, it seems like the Trump administration is promising to give back some of the things that were taken away. Some of the asylum issues and DACA, the Dreamers. And I don't know. That's as political as I can get. All I can tell you is not good. One analyst sees GE worth about $2 a share after spinoffs. Whoa. That's a big, scary number. Apple has dismissed more than 200 employees from its autonomous vehicle group. Wow. Apple cutting 200 people from the Project Titan, its stealthy autonomous vehicle initiative. A former Apple and Tesla executive, Doug Field, returned to Apple in August to work on the Project Titan. The Project Titan layoffs were built internally as a restructuring under relatively new leadership. Um, it's just not Apple has so much talent and they pay some people so well uh, they can make billions and billions and billions of dollars of more profit by downsizing or right sizing as some people would say and we've been talking about self-driving cars and an Apple car and Apple buying Tesla or what have you about some of the partnerships out there with Waymo, Cruise, Tesla, Zooks, May Mobility, Embark, uh, Volkswagen, GM, Ford. Apple executives kind of been saying, you know, we're scaling back our focus and they're going to focus on software for cars and less about self-driving cars. Uh, very, very slow to come to realization. No. 80 $7 billion last year. What industry created $87 billion in revenue? There's your quiz of the day. $87 billion. Fortnite and free games. Free games. You can play Fortnite for free. They just released their week eight challenges. There's 10 weeks in the challenges. Many people are looking forward to season eight. Listen to some of these numbers. Free to play video games generated $87.7 billion in revenue during 2018. Asian players accounted for 62% of the spending on free games, and seven of the top 10 grossing free-to-play games belong to Asian publishers. So if you look at the U.S., video game makers like Electronic Arts and Activision and Take-Two Interactive, and you compare them to the Asian game makers, 
the Asian game makers are monetizing the heck out of free. Whereas the United States game publishers are going for more big titles. And they're going to start shifting towards the free-to-play games. So Fortnite pulled in $2.4 billion in revenue. Dungeon Fighter pulled in $1.5. League of Legends, $1.4 billion. Pokemon Go, $1.3 billion. And when you see the names of the companies, um, Riot Games, Niantic, Tencent, Aniplex, uh, Tencent, Mixie. So just worthy of note that there's businesses out there that you may not think about that are legit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Um, so they're legit. And long story short, um, we sometimes look overlook them because we're like, well, I don't really want to do homework on an Asian company. Uh, it's too much for the currency translations and situations like that. And I don't really know what Asian gamers are playing. It's all about research. Big event coming up tonight. Rob Black and Your Money. Big seminar. Wealth preservation, income, and retirement. A little bit of estate planning with Michelle Larman. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black's show. Rob Black's show. It's tonight in Palo Alto, 630 to 830. There's no Sharks game on, so you're not missing that. There's no March Madness on, so you're not missing that. No excuse for you not to come. Sign up at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25. See you there tonight. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I try to remember what's important, and I got a lot of stuff in my head that just goes straight through. I can't tell you. I probably can't name 10 football players. I probably can't name 20 hockey players. I can't name 20 baseball players. Uh, but you ask me about investing, and it's, it's very emotional to me, and I've got a very good emotional memory. I don't want to work till the day I die. I don't want you to work till the day you die. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to put together a show to help you. It doesn't always work. Um, and I know investing sounds about as dull and dry as possible, and economics sounds even duller and drier. And I get it. I get it. So every now and then I'll throw in something like, have you heard that new Mark Ronson, Miley Cyrus song? And I desperately try to tie that together into a financial story. Miley Cyrus, daughter of someone famous, using her fame as a networker for sure, or using his fame. Billy Ray Cyrus, don't break my heart, Mikey, break your heart. She's got coming, came in like a wrecking ball. She was a lot more sexual 10 years ago. She's becoming less sexualized now as she's starting to realize she's a woman and she has like certain responsibilities. Um, it, it's fun to watch her grow up and she's got this southern twang that's horrific so the only business lesson I can get out of that is if your father's famous, cash in on it or consider cashing in on it it's fair to say she's probably made her own name for herself um, and that song this one, Nothing Breaks Like Heart it reminds me of Dolly Parton's Jolene and Dolly Parton reminds me of the 70s and um work nine to five and, and like she was well how we shall we say busty and people got caught up in that and Jolene's one of the greatest rock songs of all time as is nothing. I think this is a great rock song and we look at Miley Cyrus and like why you gotta get naked why you gotta show your bum why you gotta do this kind of thing so even people that were jokes early on in their careers can become very very legitimate I know you're saying you can quote a Dolly Pardon song? I can. So, because it was emotional to me as a kid. 
So being emotional about investing is, is pretty important. I've got a coworker, and I, I have to be very cautious on how I say this because I work in radio, television, and financial issues. Um, I've got I know someone who's fifty and has saved thirty-five to forty thousand, and is expecting to retire in ten years. And I'm like, you're so far behind. You got something going, but you're so far behind. So before you hit 60, I want you to have 10 to 20 times your income saved. In your 30s, I want you at least to have one and a half to two times your salary saved. And then it starts getting a little bit more complicated when you start factoring in, well, how much should I, you know, what should I, my budget, I bust my budget at times. And you can't do that in retirement. You got to be a grown big boy. You can't go, ooh, I want a new car. Or if someone keys your car, you're, you're going to be like, well, then that deductible's $1,000, and I should probably stretch that. I, I'm, I don't need to get that fixed. So that's my goal. And again, when I see people that I love and I care about not saving enough, it, it bothers me a bit. Now I could be happy today and say, Starbucks happy hour means buy one, get one free Frappuccino and espresso drinks today. <laughs> right? Buy any grande or larger handcrafted espresso drink or frappuccino blended beverage and get one free. Right? God. That sounds like a great deal. And during the commercial break, I'm going to go to the coffee machine at the office and hit the little button and get my double espresso that way. Starbucks revamped its happy hour program last March when the program first began in 2010. It was focused on the frappuccino. So now they're starting to expand it and it's getting really tied into the car or the mobile um happy hours have been loaded onto starbucks reward members accounts and non-members can sign up for the offer by creating an account at starbucks.com they are pushing the mobile app they are pushing their own currency they're pushing hey we can push you you want a free cinnamon shortbread latte drink and you're like not really and then someone next to you goes i'd love one of those and you're like well saying what's a blonde flat white that sounds like a racist statement i'm reporting you to the fcc it's it's a drink it's an espresso drink so that's out there i could teach you about how to get free drinks that cost money or i could give you the side that hey i, I just might go and uh do this on my own today <laughs> kind of thing 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air big event tonight i'm gonna be going over some stock picks that i like Nothing groundbreaking or anything like that. Um, but taking a look at the markets recently, we've been trending a little bit higher to start the year. After ending the year with a whoosh down, 2018 ended with the captain coming over the intercom and saying at the end of the year, uh, well, happy new year, everybody. Sorry about the market conditions in the last uh uh, three months, we've seen a big flattening in the airspace. And, uh, we dropped 10,000 feet unexpectedly, and we'll, we'll be okay. But I know your lunch is coming up, and we'll pass out adult diapers in case it happens again. So the market got a little turbulent. There's been a huge rally since December 24th. I like turbulence. I find it entertaining. If that's the way I'm going to go, that's fine. I don't mind swimming with sharks, because if that's the way I'm going to go, then that's fine. I figure this is all predetermined on some level, but I'm probably uh, pushing my chances by saying, bring on the turbulence, bring on the sharks. So we got China issues, we got Brexit issues, we got partial government shutdown issues. We got some negativity, and yet the market's rallying. It won't last forever. 
you're starting to see more and more people say small chance of a recession this year, 50-50 chance on 2020 based on how the market resolves some of these issues the next couple of months. The first time unemployment claims today were good, so we're not begging for jobs. Now, in the world of earnings, Union Pacific Choo Choo Company, Texas Instruments Semiconductor Company, Southwest Airlines, Discount Airfare, $700 round trip to Hawaii, American Airlines, more, I'm not going to say more domesticated, but more uh, business travel, Debbie Deb Granger, uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, big drug company, American Electric Power, Lamb Research are some of the companies that all exceeded earnings expectations. So that's a good thing. Keep in mind, some of them benefited more than others from the tax cuts. But those benefits kind of start losing their effect after the first four quarters, i.e. one year, in large part because you kind of start seeing the benefit comparable, comparable on a year over year. The good earnings news has been mitigated by the non-earnings news. Commerce Secretary Ross Commerce Secretary Ross said today we were miles and miles away from resolving any China trade issues. The ECB's president, European Central Bank, a guy named Mario Van Dam Schwarzenegger Draghi. His contention is that significant stimulus is still needed. He's saying we're not raising rates for over a year. Whoa. Wow. Preliminary manufacturing PMI readings for January out of Europe and Japan show a slowdown. Uh, this is Captain speaking. The stock market's flying at 36,000 feet. Our cruising speed is 520. Wait, 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 wait. 480 miles? You don't want that cruising speed to fall too fast or, or too much because that plane's going to come right out of the sky and down to the earth. <clears throat> so we're still okay. Um, Secretary Ross's remark kind of panicked people this morning. The miles and miles apart claim. Give me a song that has miles and miles. I could see for miles and miles, right? That's probably the only one I can come up with. I know you're saying, was that singing or was that screeching? I learned to sing music from Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. It's true. Respect that. Respect that. Respect. Um, claims filings by federal civil employees. Uh, they increased. There you go. So our economy can't see for miles and miles when it comes to China or we're miles and miles apart. You want to hear it? See, I can pull crazy lyrics from songs. Because I have emotional memory, not not static memory. Mine's all goes back to like childhood and stuff, and listening to a lot of radio growing up because I had an alcoholic dad. So I kind of hid in music. Couldn't tell you sang the song. I can remember one aspect so darn well. I can't remember the other aspect when it comes to uh, memory. So that's out there. I want to mention um, Barron's is a great resource for you. The Wall Street Journal is a great resource for you. Barron's is B-A-R-R-O-N-S.com. Great gift for a kid if you want to think of a gift for 11 months out before the next holiday season. Or maybe Christmas or uh, Christmas in July or Singles Day or Amazon Prime Day or Fourth of July or President's Day. Barron's makes a great gift, especially if you get it mailed to them. And people are like, oh, I remember mail. We used to have trees and they made mail out of it. So we're a little Brexit sensitive. We're a little um, corporate earnings are good. Government shut down bad. Airline stocks rose today as American Airlines reported better than expected results, as did Southwest. 
And then Mario Von Draghi Van Dam Schwarzenegger saying risks out pace growth risk outlook. That's not great. Little Matt and Kim taking us to break. Woo! Big seminar tonight in Palo Alto, six thirty to eight thirty. I'll get there five thirty ish. Um, talking investments, talking stocks, talking retirement plans, wealth preservation, income and retirement. Those are big ones for me. State planning, how much do you want to leave to your kids or not? How much do you want to give to the government or not? That and much, much more tonight. 630 to 830 at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Trying to get you to retirement's the goal of the show. Trying to get you, how shall we say, unhinged from um, bad advice. One of the things that I learned early on in this business 20 plus years ago was that Warren Buffett was the greatest of all time. So I'm like, I should study him. He made a massive mistake on Teeny Weeny Airlines, TWA. I know they weren't really called Teeny Weeny Airlines, but that's the joke, right? Fords were found on road dead. You get the idea. Southwest is a company that is, oh, for the record, Warren Buffett lost a lot of money on, on airlines. And he basically, back in the 70s and 80s, says, I'll never do that again. And he owns some airlines now. So it's good to know the greatest of all time could go back and reflect on his career and say, maybe let's change things up. But Southwest Airlines is one of the companies that, on a regular basis, gets talked about and noted for 25 years of profitability. Former CEO who's now passed and uh, owner of the company at one point in time, Charles, not Charles Schultz, but uh, Kelleher, um, has passed. He hasn't been COO, CEO in 20-plus years, chairman for 10-plus years. So it is what it is. But they reported earnings today and yesterday, and listening to the conference call was, was intriguing because they plan to launch service to Hawaii. That's a new product. That still needs to get approval from the federal government. They wanted to get into Hawaii earlier this year. It's been a little bit delayed. They mentioned, and for the record, they're looking at about $700 round trip from the Bay Area which is pretty impressive uh, compared to the 1,200, 1,400 Alaska Airlines and uh, um, Hawaiian Airlines typically charge. So I, I would sit in a Southwest plane for five hours. But they also mentioned a little bit about the, the shutdown and how it's in its 34th day. A lot of federal workers, including those who oversee route authorizations and aircraft certifications, remain furloughed. That's kind of a scary thought, right? And the CEO, Gary Kelly, said, we're anxious for the government to resolve the shutdown so we could bring low fares and a boost to Hawaii's travel and tourism industry. Um, and I think bring it on. Now, would I invest in Southwest? That's a fascinating question. And the answer is, I only have so many investment dollars. And I would probably pass on it myself. But if you were to say, what do you think about South- Southwest? I'd say, well, you certainly don't sound drunk. And then I would say, have you looked at some key metrics? Revenue per passenger, something called uh, ARPU, average revenue per user. You want to look at a load factor, and I know you're saying that sounds disgusting. Um, and their load factor wasn't that much down last year versus the previous average of the four years before that. So they're they're doing nice, they're they're doing well. But again, it begs the question: Is this something that you would invest in? And there's no right answer. It comes down to your preferences. It comes down to your 
like for instance, I think most people should be in index funds uh, or ETFs, low cost ETFs. And a lot of people are like, why? I want to pick stocks. I want to be a stock jockey. I want to do stock talk with Rob Black. No, it's probably not a great idea. But Americans do love to travel. So that's one of the nice things about a Southwest. If you're really thinking the world is like, um, you know, bunk and economically going down. And yet you believe in the United States and our unemployment reports and employment reports. And if people have jobs, they spend money. The Southwest would make sense. So it would definitely make sense. Uh, big earnings week next week on the stock market. Huge earnings week. You get big companies like Apple are going to come out with numbers. Uh, so I always, I always want to uh, pay attention to the big boys in earnings season, whether it's a Qualcomm or a Netflix or a uh, PG&E or a Tesla or a Salesforce, AT&T, Coca-Cola, Facebook. They all give me something, even something like the WWE. That's right, brother. I own no WWE, but I study the business. I don't want to not to. One of the things you're going to be starting to pay attention to in the next year or two is the wireless industry's hype of 5G. The cable industry would like to set that aside for its 10G pitch. Now, I talked to recently about having YouTube TV and how it saves me money over Comcast TV. Um, and then someone asked me, well, how much is your cable bill? And they do get you a little bit on that. Cable Comcast isn't stupid. They'll give you massive discounts if you get two or three packages together and not so massive discount otherwise. So what cable companies are doing right now is they're pitching how fast their broadband is. Um, when they're pitching 10G, that's not 10th generation. Like 5G is the fifth generation from 3G to 4G to 5G. Like that's more progressive and not necessarily the speed. So 10 times as fast as one gigabyte connections, some 80% of cable services and most fiber optic services offer now. You can think of that as 400 times faster than what the FCC calls broadband, which is 25 megabits per second. Now, if you're just going to watch cat videos, and who doesn't love a good cat video? The big thing is you'll be able to upload as fast as download. Therefore, you'll be able to share your cat videos. And I don't quite get the cat video people or the, the Pomeranian. There's a Pomeranian who's got like 7 million Instagram followers. I, I think everyone who's following this Pomeranian needs to be put into the old Darwinian woodchipper. I'm bringing the Darwinian woodchipper tonight to Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. 6.30 to 8.30 with CFP Chad Burton. We're going to be talking about 2019 and beyond. Retirement, income, wealth preservation, estate planning, We'll be talking about some future investment ideas, some ways to save money on taxes, some ways to save money on regulations. You can find out more by going to Rob Black's show. Use code RADIO25 to get into night free, 63830 in Palo Alto. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.